and welcome to Tell Me Something Interesting, a podcast about random tidbits that I find interesting that I hope you'll do too. And for this episode, why tomatoes are tasteless. So, this week, let's talk about tomatoes, or tomatoes, depending on whether you ask Fred or Ginger. I'm pretty sure everyone knows what they are, but if you're an archaeologist listening to this after the collapse of civilization, tomatoes are the fruit, yes, fruit, of the tomato plant. As I mentioned in my peppers podcast, this sort of thing is a fruit and not a vegetable. Botanically speaking, it's a fleshy structure for the plant to help spread its seeds, so it's a fruit. And tomatoes come from the same family as peppers, which is also the same family as diddly nightshade. Which also means that the tomato plant, the leaves at least, are poisonous. You'll need to eat a lot of them for them to actually affect you. An adult would need to eat almost half a kilo before they feel sick. So if you have an odd leaf full in your salad, you don't need to write your will and testament just yet. There is a story, which may or may not be true, which states that until the 19th century, the vast majority of Americans used to think that the fruit was poisonous too, until a very public demonstration in front of a courthouse, where a particular gentleman ate an entire basket of them without dying, and thus the sphere of tomatoes went away. This story is repeated quite often, and it's always attributed to a particular figure where she did exist, but whether this is true or not, I cannot say. Anyway, so if I were to ask you to close your eyes and visualize a tomato in your mind's eye, it'll probably look something like this. It's spherical, it's perfectly bright red, and the size of a plum, with a little green tuft at the top. And, well, you're right, that is what a tomato looks like. But that's not what all tomatoes look like. You see, like any plant that humans have been breeding for hundreds of years, it comes in many many varieties, hundreds perhaps. Some of these are called heirloom tomatoes, and they come in all shapes and sizes. Some of them don't turn red when they ripen, but turn yellow. Others will have green splashes on them, some are spherical, some are more elongated, and some have ridges. Some of them are tiny and chair-like, while others are as large as your fist. And these varieties tend to be so much sweeter and less acidic than this generic variety you've pictured in your head. And some are grown for some specific purpose, whether it's for eating raw, like you with an apple, or for making sauce out of. A well-known heirloom variety, for instance, the San Marzano, which is pretty elongated and has a pointy tip at the end, is perfect for making tomato sauce out of. And, in fact, it is one of only two varieties that can be used to make traditional Neapolitan pizza. Why are we still primarily growing tomatoes that are tasteless and good for very little? Well, there are two factors to blame for that the consumer, and mass production. Let's start with the consumer. Because everyone imagines tomato in that generic way you probably imagined them, there's little appetite to breed tomatoes which look different. And the genes that make the tomato look bright red also bring with it a reduced ability for the plant to make sugar in its fruit, accounting for the terrible taste. And mass production has led to a sort of arms race to breed tomatoes that are excellent for mass farming. So, tomatoes that are disease-resistant, that grow and ripen quickly, and these are ideal if you want to feed a large population, but taste is no longer such an important consideration. Moreover, if you were to breed a nice juicy tomato with thin walls, perfect for making tomato sauces, and then you try to pick it up mechanically, then dump it onto a truck with the rest, you're gonna bruise, batter and pierce the thing. So tomatoes that can't handle some rough handling, which would therefore require human workers to pick them instead, are out as well. So. Where do you get these fancy tomatoes which don't taste so bad? Well, you can find them at some shops, but these tend to be priced a bit higher than the rest, 
but why not grow your own instead? As I said, there are hundreds of varieties, so even if you're restricted to a small terrace and containers, there's something suited for you. The disadvantages which I mentioned earlier don't really apply if you're not trying to mass-produce them. You just need to find something suitable, bearing in mind that some tomato varieties will grow exceedingly tall, and just make sure to water them regularly so the fruit doesn't rot. Who knows, you might have something interesting to put in your next bowl of pasta. And that's all I have for you this time. I hope you found this as interesting as I did, and I hope you'll tune in next time. Farewell.